It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins were back in action and are back in the win column, checking into Club Dub for the first time in 2023. The Dolphins nearly blanking the Houston Texans by a final score of 28-3 here in the second preseason game. We're talking everything you need to know in the immediate aftermath here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. It is Saturday, August 19th, 2023. The Dolphins have checked into Club Dub with a 28-3 victory over the Houston Texans in Houston. Lots of reactions, lots of storylines coming out of this football game that we will be giving you here today on this episode of Locked On Dolphins, which is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today and get 10% off your first month. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to thank all of our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis because it is your team every day. Now, the Dolphins, 28-3, to and we need to talk about the starters. The starters played some football in this contest. We need to talk about uh, some of the injury storylines between Devon A. Chain and Robert Jones. We need to talk about the offensive uh, numbers across the board uh, and some of the statistical uh, trends that we've seen in the preseason that I think are, are really promising. Uh, the Dolphins, of course, were without a number of prominent members of the team in this contest, including Tron Armstead didn't dress. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey didn't dress. Jalen Waddell did not participate in this game. Alec Ingle did not participate in this game. Uh, you kind of go down the list. There's a number of guys who kind of have some bumps and bruises. Defensively, you'd include Brandon Jones in that conversation, uh, who the team is is pretty committed to protecting from themselves. Uh, but you got to a tongue of Aloha playing his first action since Christmas and looked like it on the first play of the game through a uh, very easily avoidable is probably the best and most direct way to put it. Uh, very easily avoidable interception on the first play it's the kind of play that you can't really have if we're being honest it looked like they were running some kind of variation of that same post wheel rpo that they ran to death last year and Tua ends up sprinting out on the play and when you sprint out you pull all those linebackers with you and that seam throw that you want to throw uh, suddenly has linebackers that are flying into it uh, because they are uh, following you as you are sprinting out to your left, and the ball is easily intercepted into a tongue of Aloha, uh, has to make the tackle to prevent a pick six. I don't know what the heck's going on with Houston and pick sixes, but the first practice, there were two of them. Christian Harris and Jalen Petrie nearly had a pick six in the, the preseason game. You can't have it. Okay, J just we'll boil it down to that. 
It's not a play you can, can make in the regular season. But when you move and transition past the interception on the first throw, and look, maybe two is just ju juiced up to be out there for the first time since Christmas Day, playing a football game in an actual game setting, and he came out too hot and made a bad decision. Okay, you're a human being, it happens. What'd you do after that? You casually bounce back. You defensively hold them out of the end zone. They go for it on fourth down. So you have a turnover in your own inside your own 20. You hold on all four downs. Uh, some miscommunication aided you there, but there was also some good play and then a procedural issue from Houston that, that compounded that. Neither here nor there. Starters kept them out of the end zone defensively. Then you have kind of a mistimed snap that wasn't handled clean, and you, you try to give it to Raheem Mostert. It, it, it looked very apparent that Isaiah Wynn had a false start on the play, and nobody else really started because of how egregious the false start was. But the refs let the play go. You're tackled on your own two-yard line. Then from there, so your first two plays really couldn't get any worse. <laughs> then you go on a 90, effectively a 98-yard touchdown drive. Tua Tungvaloa, after the interception, was 5 of 6 for 61 yards. A number of very nice throws. Had a choice route to Tyreek Hill in the slot in there on third down. Uh, I thought the throw to Braxton Berrios was the best throw that he had, uh, which was a throw that was layered going, working away from the middle of the field. It was an outbreaking pattern that Tua Tungvaloa layered over top of an underneath defender and managed to put it right on the money, and if Braxton Berrios keeps his feet, it's a touchdown pass. The throw to Savan Ahmed, I thought, was good quick reaction to a condensed formation and the running back kind of running the rail out of the backfield, getting up to the sideline, and you get the ball on him quick and let him work after the catch. There's some really good things. Of course, a lot of people will, will be talking about Tua Tungvaloa and getting hit and going to the ground and appearing to um, have kind of a reflex with how he's going to the ground to brace himself to protect his head from injury. These are all promising things, right? So you acknowledge it's a bonehead play on the first play. Can't happen. Can't happen. We all acknowledge that. You move past that. You saw a lot of really nice things for this first team offense that was without Teron Armstead. And then again, guys, if you're going to run the ball like this team did today, 205 rushing yards. Are you kidding me? 205? Uh, the Dolphins had 269 rushing yards in the first half of their first two preseason games. That courtesy of the Miami Dolphins communications department, uh, the 129 yards that they had in the first half against Atlanta last week was the most they'd had in the first half of a preseason game since 2000. The very next week, they come out and rush for 140 in the first half. 205 total team rushing yards in this game that ended in the victory formation with you taking kneel downs to run out the clock and surrendering rushing yards in your yards per carry average. 205. And it wasn't just Raheem Mostert who looked excellent. It wasn't just Devon A. Chain on a third and 14 backed up that he runs for 20 yards to convert for a first down. It wasn't just Savan Ahmed who broke off a 65-yard touchdown run. Chris Brooks got in the action and ran hard and scored a touchdown on a screen pass. 
a lot of really nice contributions from the offensive backfield that like, I'm juiced. I know we all came out of the, the preseason game last week and the Dolphins scored three points and lost and gave up a punt return in the final five minutes and then a pick six and you, you were feeling down in the dumps because this offense scored three points and we've heard all the doldrums of the, the offensive execution. This team pounded the rock. And it's things you love to see because everybody's asked, what's the next evolution of the Dolphins offense? What's it going to look like? What's it going to look like? You're watching these tight ends. You're watching this interior offensive line create movement, create seals. You're seeing explosive runs from backs with confidence in their reads. That's the most exciting thing. It's not two of being back is exciting. And obviously with that storyline and the injuries, it's a super exciting development for the Dolphins as a football team. But if you can have any sustained success to the degree in which you did against Houston, as far as running the football into this season, and you maintain that commitment to do it, it is a game changer for this offense. Savan Ahmed, 12 carries, 99 yards. Chris Brooks, 11 for 47. Raheem Mostert, 6 for 30. Devon A. Chain, 6 for 27. The only ball carrier in the entire football game that did not average effectively four and a half yards per carry and rounding up for Chris Brooks at like 4.3 was Skylar Thompson. That's it. Three for two. Really, really exciting stuff from an execution standpoint offensively. And look, the starters defensively, you know, the defensive line had a pretty short leash. Uh, you looked up, it was the, the Texans' second offensive possession. Uh, they're late in the first quarter, and it's, Deshaun Hand and Brandon Peely and Emmanuel Agba and Malik Reed slash Andrew Van Ginkle that are out there. Your start, like you saw Bradley Chubb did a really nice job stacking the edge after the interception from Tua uh, to kind of stack up the edge, bottle things up and, and stop a run. Uh, those guys weren't out there for long, but they were out there. David Long did an awesome job shooting downhill. The Houston Texans broadcast, which was on mute for half the game for me, couldn't bear to listen to it. Houston Texans broadcast is out here thinking that the Dolphins are calling blitzes because David Long is seeing the B gap open up so quickly and he's firing downhill. Well, little does the Houston Texans broadcast know I was at a practice in training camp. David Long did that five times in a practice. That's the explosiveness and vision that he has to crash gaps. And that's an exciting development for the Dolphins. We're going to talk a little bit more about this offensive performance. We're going to talk about the bottom of the roster competition. Got some movers and shakers, and we are going to bring that to you next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, you're faced with tough choices, and the path forward is not always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want in life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking about trying therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Had a really fun time throughout the course of the game. Uh, Was in the Locked On Dolphins subtext community. Uh, You could text... Dolphins to 305-419-3924. That is Dolphins to 305-419-3924. You can text directly with me, have a link uh, or a direct line of communication to text with me. And then we also have the community set up, which is uh, for Locked On Dolphins subtexters to all come together and congregate and talk about the football game. We spent uh, the, this preseason contest in that community setting chatting with Dolphins fans, and it was a really, really fun experience. So uh, your first two weeks are free. You can find out if you like it and if it's for you. If you like it, it's a couple bucks a month. If not, no worries. You can cancel in the first two weeks, no charge. Dolphins to 305-419-3924 uh, to get your direct line with me so we can talk a little Dolphins football. Um, offensively, let's talk about some of the performers and some of the players that we were hoping to see perform. Braxton Berrios uh, gave you a really nice effort. The catch on third down from Tua Tungvaloa down in the red zone was one. The touchdown catch from Skylar Thompson was another. And look, Skylar Thompson effectively played the football game. Tua gave you two drives, one of which lasted one throw. You go the full length of the field and score a touchdown. And you punch Houston in the mouth in the process. Then Skylar comes out, has an extended play that would have been a fourth down, but there's illegal contact, but he's hit awkwardly, so the concussion flaggers flag him, and he's got to go into the tent. Mike White comes in and takes a sack, and then the next possession, Skylar Thompson's right back out there. Skylar finished 15 of 22 for 157 yards and three touchdowns. I'll say this for Skylar. Um, some of the procedural stuff was was tough, but you're working with a lot of backup players and third-string players, so you're sympathetic to that. Uh, I thought he settled into the game nicely. I did not think he started particularly well, a couple poorly placed throws, but but once he really settled in and he kind of got his confidence about him and, and he's standing in there making reads, um, I think this is about as good as you've seen Skylar Thompson look probably since, what, in games that he's played, maybe the first half of the Minnesota game last year. Going back before that, definitely the preseason. I mean, we saw what Skylar did in the preseason last year, earned himself a 53-man roster spot. Played lights out. You couldn't you couldn't justify moving on from him. So uh, Skyler, 15 to 22, effectively played the entire game after two left in the in the first quarter. Uh Braxton Barrios, you know, one of the storylines that I had was, you know, this wide receiver three battle, kind of this uh gauntlet. Well, you had Barrios catch three for 33 and a touchdown. Cedric Wilson caught two for 31, including a nice third down conversion uh on a slant route from the slot from Skylar Thompson. You had Eric Azukama, who caught three for 24, um, including one of which was a, a perimeter screen pass. And, and I, I'm going to go out on a limb and just at least suggest it. I think we've seen more screen passes from the Dolphins in the first two weeks of the preseason this year than you saw for the last two months of last year, really, is what it felt like. Um, 
Obviously, you, you've got some explosive players on the perimeter. You've got a height, weight, speed guy in Eric as you come out there. Uh, the guy who was quiet and he really only had a brief appearance was Robbie Chosen. I know he was targeted, could not bring down a throw. Um, it's kind of a high ball, too. I don't think that the ball location did him any favors, uh, but it was a ball that he still could not corral. Uh, the Dolphins really spread the love as far as getting the, the the ball passed around. Your leading receiver from a reception standpoint was Savan Ahmed with four for 32 to, and a touchdown to go with that 12 for 99 on the ground. So an awesome day for him. I think he's punched his ticket to RB4. Now, obviously, we'll see what the Devon A. Chain injury update is. That's something to be mindful of. Looked like he kind of came down with a pile on him, uh, on on his shoulder, and hopefully it's it's okay. He walked off the field on his own. It was shortly after Skylar Thompson got flagged by the concussion flagger. Um, they sat him on the cart. He's sitting upright on the cart, feet dangling off. So it's not a lower body injury. It looked like a shoulder injury. And they took him back to the locker room to get him checked out. The other player offensively who who left this football game to watch was Robert Jones. He walked off on his own power. Uh, he also went back to the locker room to, to get looked at. With that said, I think this is Isaiah Wynn's spot uh, with the success that you had running the football and the surge and the power that you can create. Wasn't a perfect day, I think, thought for Isaiah Wynn. It looked like there was a miscommunication between him and Keon Smith on the sack that Mike White took. Uh, so I'll be eager to dive into the All-22 and see exactly what happened in that situation. But oh, from offensively, oh, four receptions, three receptions, three receptions, three receptions, two receptions, one, 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 one. Like you had a ton of guys catch the football. Chris Brooks and Savan Ahmed each carried the ball double-digit times. Mostert and A-Chain split it 12 times between them. And they, they had 57 yards and a touchdown on 12 carries between the two of them. The Dolphins largely did what they wanted to do. Uh, and certainly if there was apprehension from fans in regards to three points and not getting into the end zone, well, they got in the end zone four times in three quarters. Offense went the full length of the field. The starters, Skyler keeping plays alive. Screen pass had success, pass down the field, working across the field from a progression standpoint for Skyler for the Braxton Barrios touchdown. Um, there's a lot to like offensively. I, I think you you come out of this game and all of the storylines about what the Dolphins offense has looked like the last two weeks. This is an excellent springboard. Now, it's only a springboard, and you acknowledge that. But at the same time, this feels a lot better than last week. It feels very good to be going into Saturday night in clubbed up. We're going to talk about some of the bottom of the roster competition. We got some defensive guys that I think stood out, and we're going to give them a shout here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins to bring us to a close today in the post game for the Dolphins 28 to 3 victory over the Houston Texans. Stick with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, man, Jamal Perry just doesn't go away, does he? <laughs> he made a ton of really nice tackles on the perimeter and in the second level. Uh, he was, of course, the, the most recent player signed when the Dolphins were kind of dealing with uh, Cater Co, who got banged up and missed a day of practice. They bring in Jamal Perry. Well, lo and behold, uh, dude was all over the place. He made an excellent stick on a click and close to force a third and short when they stuffed him on, on third down to, to force a punt. Uh, he had another open field tackle that was a rally to the football. It was an observation defensively for me uh, along the way was you saw a lot of speed and rallying to the football, a lot of soft covered shells. Um, they heated him up intermittently. But really, at the end of the day, uh, I thought they were pretty passive defensively and just relied on their athleticism and speed to come flying around and uh, rally to the football and tackle in space. And I, I thought you saw a pretty good uh, representation of that, a very vast departure from what this Dolphins defense has been the last uh, couple of years, for sure. But Jamal Perry being uh, a familiar face in a new situation stood out to me in a big way. I, I don't know that he's necessarily going to be somebody who – makes this roster, but I do think he has some special teams chops and the Dolphins did give up a, a pretty decent sizable return um, that I'm mindful of. And if he can help you in that regard, might be worth exploring. I thought Bryce Thompson did some nice things. Uh, he had one uh, where he was around the football, but it was probably a drop. Um, but I thought, I thought he was present around the football quite a bit. Channing Tindall didn't get into this game until late, but man, is his speed a totally different element than the other guys that were out there on the field. Really? And I, I don't think Channing Tindall's in danger of not being on the 53 by any means. I think if anything, he's pushing for, um, a decent chunk of playing time as the LB four, if you want to rotate these guys, um, Surprised to see Mike Rose get as much run as he did. He was in there starting like in the, the second quarter and he missed, he, he missed an opportunity to get a sack on Davis Mills, which I thought was a bummer. Uh, I thought Malik Reed had another opportunity for a sack uh, and he didn't quite flash well on the edge. Uh, and his competition is guys like uh, Mitchell Lagude, who, who had a couple of nice plays in the fourth quarter late in this football game too. So um, that is a spot to watch. I think there is hyper competitive nature at the edge position. I think there is still, in spite of some of the bumps and bruises, some hyper competitive dynamics with the uh, cornerback room as well. Uh, and line from a linebacker's perspective, I think your top four, your top four, but I think the floor with, with Channing Tindall is maybe a little bit higher than what we anticipated. If he continues to stack wins in the way in which he was able to do uh, in this contest. So, uh, those are some of the guys that stood out to me. I think Savan Ahmed offensively, uh, dude punched his ticket. This dude's on the roster. If there was any doubt that Miles Gaskin, after a big game last week, uh, Savan, you know, had opportunities last year and they called on him intermittently, and he was always able to rise to the occasion. He got a big opportunity this week. Uh, I think he, especially if Devon A. Chain is going to miss any amount of time, um, Ahmed's kind of the compliment and similar style as Raheem Mostert. I'll be watching Chris Brooks closely on tape. Uh, it looked like he had at least one pressure pickup off the edge to buy Skylar Thompson some time. 
So he he's kind of got a different build around him versus all the other backs. And then Julian Hill, three for 31, had a killer block on pass pro. He chipped release against Jonathan Grenard, and he put Grenard in the dirt, like head first. <laughs> he dumped him like a bag of trash. And that's a player who I'm really fascinated by uh, because obviously he he's came from Campbell. He's a small school guy, but I thought he played a great football game. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on the tape and, and working through all of it and talking to all of you about what we see when we do. And that's going to be what comes up next year for us on this uh, program, Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. I hope you guys enjoyed the post-game content. I hope you guys enjoy your check-in to Club Dub. Make yourselves at home. Hopefully we're here quite a few times this season. I'm Kyle Krabs. You can find Locked on Dolphins on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a great rest of your night. Make it a great rest of your weekend. And I will be back on Monday to talk about the All-22 and the observations that we have from this Dolphins victory, 28-3 over the Houston Texans. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.